Well, hey everybody, this is Jill Falling, and I am thrilled to death that you are here today and listening to the Uplift Effect podcast. You might want to go back to the very beginning, to the V-Formation episode, it's episode number one, and it will give you a background of this podcast, how it came to be, why it came to be, and I literally discuss all things parenting, all things life coaching, and so therefore it gives me a huge umbrella of things I can talk about. And I'm really excited, in case you can't tell. But real quick, before we get going, I want to tell you that it would mean everything to me if you would subscribe in whatever avenue you're listening to this. If you will give it thumbs up, stars, rate it, whatever. And please make comments. The reason is, as you might can tell, I have no sponsors. I have no plans for that at this point. But the ratings allow more parents, more mothers, more people to have the access to this podcast, which means they get the support and encouragement that they may be looking for. I just want to tell you that that would be super meaningful to me, but it would also help other parents. So if you would tell your friends about it, post about it on your social media and rate it, star it, all those things, make comments so that other people have access to it. And it helps me to just give back what I wish I had when I was a young mom. So thank you so much. Also, by the way, in the show notes, if you want to contact me, all of my uh, places that you can find me are going to be listed there and linked there. And that's the best way to get a hold of me. Okay, here we go with today's episode. First of all, I'm going to start off with something kind of funny. Um, so you know on Facebook how they do time hops. <laughs> and um, sometimes those pictures are always just a little bit scary. But um, over the years, I have also recorded funny things that my kids have said. And so my I have three boys and a girl. And this was some years ago. They're now all teenagers. But my third little kid said to my second, his older brother, his next oldest brother, he said, I don't know why you are so upset. They were not keeping score today. It's a scrimmage and they never even turned on the scoreboard. Well, so my child number two rolled his eyes, who is extremely competitive. And he says, if there is somebody at bat, Andre, we are definitely keeping score. And I just crack up because their personalities are so unbelievably different. And yet, They were raised almost exactly the same, um, minus a few differences because of their personalities. But anyway, another one came up, and this is regarding my, uh, my daughter, my fourth child. So my post literally says, child number three came into the room to tattle on child number two. And child number four, my daughter, says, forget it, boys. Mom's not interested. <laughs> and I hashtagged, I've taught her well. So I just thought that was funny because, you know, I'm not sure that I always love time hops because sometimes I look back at the days where I was competing. Yes, I did that. I competed as a bodybuilder <laughs> just actually two years ago. And I'm like, oh my gosh, look at that body. I don't have that anymore because COVID happened. And, you know, all of those things, you know, we can beat ourselves up over some of the time hop things. But yet, on the other hand, I have really loved some of the funnies that I recorded and posted. And I am so thankful I did that because you know what? I would have never remembered any of those things. And so I'm so thankful I have them uh, there. But 
Some of that brings me around, if you'll work with me just a little bit, about what we're here to talk about today. And what we're here to talk about today is two words that you need in your vocabulary. Are you ready? Good enough. That's right, good enough. And if you come from the sports world, if you grew up as an athlete, that word, those two words were not a part of your vocabulary. There was no such thing. And your coaches would have absolutely lost their mind and flipped out if you were like, hey, coach, no sweat. It's good enough. Uh, no, that would not have cut it. However, as adults, we do come to a place in time where we have to start making an adjustment from how we thought about things particularly as athletes, and accommodate a different place in life. The truth is, is as we grow up, we begin to stack responsibilities. We have our jobs, our careers. We have um, potentially a marriage or a significant other relationship. We have got children, potentially multiple children. We have got a household that needs cared for. We have sporting events. We have volunteer events, maybe church events, neighborhood things, family, uh, families for both sides of the, of the family. If you're in a relationship with somebody, all of those commitments and all of the birthdays and all of the things that happen. And so as our responsibilities start to stack, we have to move from an idea of perfectionism to good enough. Now, I want to give a little caveat at the beginning. I'm not suggesting for a second that we not improve areas of our lives that maybe need a healthier balance. I mean, for Pete's sakes, I'm a therapist and a coach. So I'm absolutely supportive of wanting to improve things in our life where we've become unhealthy and we need some balance. And a lot of that is evidenced in our self-talk. But I am not okay with people feeling like that perfectionism or anything less than 100% is the only option. I myself have a story uh, from when I was in an undergrad. Um, I, this was many, many moons ago, I'm 45 now, and I've had, I went and had an undergrad twice and then went to graduate school. But my first time around, it was kind of a more traditional situation. I lived on campus in a dorm room and all of that and ended up uh, dropping out my junior year. And, you know, the heart of the matter was, is that I was really struggling with perfectionism. I needed all A's. And I don't mean 91s because 91s were just barely. I needed a good, solid, strong 95 or above, or else I felt like I needed to drop out of that class. Ultimately, I ended up dropping out of school because I could not keep all of the balls juggling, especially at junior and senior level classes. I just was so very, very critical of myself I just couldn't keep up with that that thinking that everything had to be perfect and that if I was going to do it, I would only do it if it could be done perfectly. Um, that's a recipe for disaster. So I ended up dropping out of school. And uh, the things that happened from there are another story and, and maybe we'll go into that into another time. But what you need to understand from that is, and the point I'm trying to make with it, is that there is a problem with adopting the perfectionistic idea 
in all aspects of your life. There are some things that we feel very competitive with. Uh, I think that we could probably balance that and consider that to be okay. But when we are feeling like that we need to do more and be more and be better and constantly produce, 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 we begin to really, really self-sabotage because there is this internal critical voice that starts to shame us because we can't actually keep that up long-term. And the difference with criticism is that criticism is about who we are and we end up taking something and identifying ourselves with it and becoming very critical that we are a failure. Not just that, meh, I didn't actually do that well in, in that game today. So one of the things that I wanted to, to also tell you, and, and this is like, I guess, self-disclosure day. I don't know. I did this in, in my undergrad for a while, but then I also found myself doing it again when I became a mother, when I started having multiple kids particularly. And I will tell you something kind of funny because back in that time, I still think it's present. I, I see evidence of it since we've just had Easter. I will kind of joke lovingly about some of this. But as I looked through all of everybody's Easter pictures, I just kind of wanted to chuckle. And I wanted to go, so behind the scenes, how stressful was that actually? Because this whole deal of monogramming everything, you do know I have a monogram machine. Like, I haven't used it in years, but I have a full-on monogram machine, and I had everything monogrammed, including the pillowcases for all four of my children along the edge, the opening edge, their entire names were monogrammed on all of their pillowcases, as well as all of the front parts of their shirts, the pockets, the everything. I made their Easter outfits to coordinate and match. Um, I was a seamstress and, and I knew how to sew and, and of course had the monogram machine. And, you know, there is so much pressure to have matching outfits. I'm like, where did we get this idea that they all needed to match? And as I looked through these Easter pictures, and please understand, if you're one of those parents who love matching with your daughter, there's nothing wrong with it. Unless it is creating so much stress for you that it then isn't fun. If you look back at the picture and go, it was the most stressful day I had had in a month, <laughs> you might want to reconsider it because I monogrammed everything. We had matching outfits for everything. And then there was a day where my now ex-husband approached me about the label maker. Yes, I owned a label maker. I do still have it as well. And I had labeled all of my children's drawers in their bedroom. Now, the thing about it is, is that I only had one child at that time that could read. <laughs> and he was just posing the question, so is the labeling of the drawers for you so that you can keep track of what goes in which drawer? Because you do know the kids can't read, right? Well, I was wanting to teach the kids to put their clothes away. And I wanted everything to be very organized, very categorized, very color-coordinated, very color coordinated. And as I have joked many a times in my life, like 
Listen, guys, I was just made for the Dewey Decimal System. I like it alphabetical order. I like it numerical order. I like it rainbow order. And yet you would never know it by looking at my house now. Now, I really would like for it still to be that way. But hence how we got to this conversation here. <laughs> I'm still a parent of four children. And I had to come to a point where I realized that I didn't have to clean my house so that it was showcase ready. We weren't even selling my house. And I felt like it had to be spotless. One day my ex-husband said to me, do you realize that the kids are never going to remember that the floors were bleached every day? I had an entire house of tile floor that had grout. And I cleaned on my hands and knees grout Bleached my floors, towel floors, every day. Now, I didn't get on my hands and knees and do the grout every day. But I bleached my floors basically every day. And I was on my hands and knees throughout the week doing different sections of grout cleaning. Now, in my defense, I had babies. And they were crawling. And it bothered me that they would be crawling on the floor that was dirty. And... Occasionally, we would have one of the dogs that would come in through the house or something. But, you know, I mean, just shoes walking in the house. And so, you know, you don't see all of that on carpet, but you see it on white tile. So I spent a huge majority of my time bleaching floors daily. <laughs> and I had to come to a point, I think it was probably a fairly unpleasant meltdown, where I realized once again that... I had to make an adjustment. Now, first time around, my undergrad, I think it was my dad. When I was burning candles at both ends, my dad, I think, was the one that came to me and said, you know, there's this thing called balance. <laughs> and I probably looked at him like completely sideways um, and was like, really? Okay, so tell me about that. Um, I, I just didn't know what that was. I didn't have a grasp of what that would look like. Um, as I have talked in my social media this week that I was a recovering people pleaser and how I learned to manage that better in my day-to-day -day life, but how that actually, that transition actually helped my parenting, the same is true here. I had to learn that there was a thing called being balanced and I was very unbalanced. I needed to adopt two words into my vocabulary, good enough. If I could tell any mother, any adult, any parent, any teenager that is struggling with overcommitment and, and, and not being balanced in too many things, having too many responsibilities, and the reality is there are things in our life, it may not be on the baseball field or the football field, but aside from those things, there comes a time where we need to recognize that good enough is still good and it is enough. And I had to learn that. I had to learn it the hard way. Just because everything in my house wasn't completely tidy, all my countertops completely emptied off and everything super organized and my car vacuumed out every single day and everything just spotless, I mean, like, talk about OCD, my goodness. You know, the reality is, is that probably 
to other people looking in, it didn't even all look that <laughs> spotless. I just felt like it was never enough and it had to be cleaner and better. And I needed it to be um, um, more clean, more organized. And that somehow equated to me that I was doing a good job. So what I really want you to grasp from this is that there is more than one way. And it's probably a way that looks less rigid. And somewhere between my GPA, the monogram machine, the label maker, and my eat off the floor bleached white tile, I began to realize that my kids really didn't care about the monogrammed pillowcases. It most certainly wasn't helping them sleep any better. The neighbors didn't care. They weren't seeing them. And the label drawers were not preventing my son, who couldn't read, from putting socks in the shirt drawer. All of those things were self-induced, perfectionistically driven stressors that I had to learn another way and let go of. Because it's not fun for me, nor for, for anybody else in my, fa- in my family. What my children needed was for me to be balanced and to be calm and to model less perfectionism because it will end up being the measuring stick that they will then measure themselves with. Good enough is still good and it is still enough. And when it comes to keeping balanced with everything that we have going on in life, there's just going to be times in our lives that we must simply choose good enough. We cannot, nor are we being realistic to believe that we're going to be perfect at everything. I believe certainly that we should strive to do the things to the best of our ability, but that will look different on different days, depending on what's going on in our life. And I have one more little funny story for you about that because, well, Coming all back full circle to the little pictures on time hops, because I have had time hops come up of Easter, actually, (laughs) recently, where the pictures look great and they look really cute. And I remember the stress that was behind the scenes. So while we may parade these wonderful pictures of how cute we all look, my kids would look at that picture And they're not going to remember probably much more than the irritation that was going on in the background. I wanted to share this with you today because I think there is a better way to live, a more balanced way to live. And again, I want to be sure that I reiterate that if you enjoy all those things and it truly is bringing joy to your life, into the dynamics in your home, well, then there's nothing wrong with it. This episode's not for you because you're not struggling with perfectionism. (laughs) But for those of us who are and can look at those pictures and remember the fight we had with our kids to stand there all nice with their hands by their side and their their fake smiles while we yelled at them and fussed at them and all of the stress and, and all of the chaos and all of that, That's the people I'm talking about. I recently have written a thing that is for people who opt into 
be part of my email group and it's called um, how to chill the crap out so you do not lose your crap on your kids <laughs> and and it's and it's I spent a lot of time with it. It's a couple pages long and I put it in really big font so that it wasn't uh, difficult to read and you could easily uh, print it off and, and read it and, and keep it. In which, by the way, if you want to be on that email list so that you have more continual content coming from me, please go to my DMs. They will be listed in the show notes and you can message me there with your email. I will get you added and I will get you that guide that might actually be very, very helpful for you if you are consistently losing your crap. But ultimately, this is all about calming ourselves down. We have got to calm our nervous system down and reframe the way we think and do things rework that internal chatter so that we can actually go about the business of living. Not to some ridiculously unrealistic standard that somehow we set for ourselves, but to truly enjoy allowing the floor to be a little dirty, allowing the kitchen sink to have some dishes in it. Not everything has to be bleached, come to find out. And we can enjoy living with each other because you know what our kids are growing up and there's going to be a time I can go back to bleaching my floors if I want to every day that won't be a problem when the kids are all grown but for now that's not how I choose to spend my time and my energy because all it was doing was creating a whole lot of stress all right, I hope this has been beneficial for you today. I hope it's given you some things to think about as you consider your own family dynamics and, and how your home feels. Because how our homes feel is how our children are going to describe it down the road. And I, for goodness sake, sure do not want my children describing my home as being the cleanest house on the block with monogram pillows and bleached white floors and a mom who is raging and out of control. <laughs> That's not what the, the goal of, of parenting in my book would look like. So I hope you have found this helpful. Um, please know that if you want to contact me and you have any thoughts about any of this, I would love your comments. You can leave them on any of these sites on YouTube, on Apple podcast. And if you would like to email me or DM me, you're welcome to do that. I would love to hear from you. Have a fantastic day. Know you are all my favorites. Bye for now.